Hello and welcome to Disney Travel Tales, a podcast that allows you to immerse yourself in someone's recent Disney trip. I'm Jenny and I'm so happy to be here with you talking about my favorite thing, Disney trips. Join us every Friday as we explore the parks or cruise ships with a new guest and learn inside tips and tricks to hopefully help make your vacation go a little smoother. Make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you are listening so you never miss a new episode, and I would love it if you left a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This is the easiest way to support the podcast. Another way to support the podcast is to use me as your travel agent at no cost to you. Email me at jenny at trolleylanetravel.com. Let me do all the hard planning while you sit back and count down the days to your vacation. Okay, so let's get going with today's show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to episode number 86. Can I first just say I cannot believe I'm recording episode 86. This truly feels surreal and I'm just so excited that I will create 100 published episodes this year. There will be a giveaway later for my listeners when I reach 100, so be ready for that. In the meantime, I am here today by myself talking about setting realistic expectations when traveling. I made a reel on Instagram a few weeks ago about family travel, and it was kind of about stepping back and just enjoying the moment, and I had a few messages about it and how people can really relate to family travel being stressful. Um, traveling is a huge passion of mine and I want to help other families have great vacations filled with memories, but I also know that at any time the unexpected can happen. And so in this episode, I'm just going to go over some guidelines I set for myself when I travel with my family. So number one, I always set low expectations. I know this might sound a little crazy, but I learned this little trick back on our first big family vacation. I tend to be someone who is overly optimistic, but luckily I'm married to someone who is kind of always a glass half empty type of guy. This actually really helps me in life, not only just in life in general, but to help help me manage my expectations with anything. I think we're a good balance for each other. So for our first big family trip, it was when my daughter was two and we were flying to New Mexico for a ski trip. It was our very first ski trip as a family right after Christmas, and we had planned to be there for the new year. So this is a crazy time to travel in general. We had so many travel issues due to weather. And at one point we were just stranded in an airport in Dallas, Texas, and we had no idea when we were going to leave. I remember sitting there looking at my family, feeling completely defeated. I mean, our vacation hadn't even started and things were off to a terrible start. I had built this vacation up to be the most amazing time we ever would have. And just as it was starting, all my hopes and dreams came crashing down. One thing I noticed that I will never forget was that my husband was not phased at all by what was going on. This was because he had set low expectations for the trip. That's when I completely shifted my mindset about travel, and I have to say it saved me so many times. Now, when people think, oh, you're setting low expectations, they immediately get like a negative connotation, and it doesn't have to be like that. 
So instead of imagining the perfect, most amazing vacation ever before we even go, I kind of mentally prepare myself and I think about the things that can go wrong and I kind of accept it. Like I come to acceptance with it before we ever even leave. Since that first trip, I have never found myself in that situation where I feel sad and like a failure again. And trust me, we have had some crazy travel experiences. So the next thing I like to do, number two, is to pre-prepare for the things that might go wrong. So when I'm thinking about the things that can go wrong, I make notes in my phone about how to handle those situations. One big key in this for me is always trying to book nonstop flights. We are lucky where we live that there are many places we can fly nonstop. And by booking this nonstop flight, it really takes away the worry of missing a flight, which can cause stress, travel delays, you know, missed hotel rooms, all of that. So booking a nonstop flight helps me pre-prepare for never having to worry about missing a flight. I also get the numbers of hotels by the airport we are traveling to just in case we need to get a room there. Again, you never know what's going to happen, especially when you're flying. And so I just like to have that information on hand. So if the problem arises, I'm good to go. We've only had to do this one time. We've only had to stay at a hotel close to the airport once, but again, having it is great. And I don't know about you and it could be different in every family, but I am the person everyone turns to in my family while we were traveling. I'm the one who makes the schedules. I'm the one who plans the trips for the most part. And so when something goes wrong, all eyes turn to me to fix it. And so by having these notes and being prepared, it really helps in these situations where I don't have to feel stressed. I don't have to feel overwhelmed. I'm already prepared. Another thing I like to do is to make note of the rental car places in the airport, just in case once we get there, we decide to rent a car. Most of the places we travel, we rent cars, but there are some occasions where we haven't rented cars. And then once we landed, actually decided that we wanted to rent a car. And so just knowing what's offered at that airport, just in case we change our minds, you never know. It, it just helps a lot. And especially when you're flying into smaller airports, you're not really know what you know ahead of time what's there unless you look at it. So my next guideline rule I like to live by is number three, make a list ahead of time of restaurants that we all will like. One of the biggest issues we always have traveling is eating. My kids are ridiculously picky and eating at restaurants can sometimes cause a lot of stress. I will sit down a few weeks before a trip and search for restaurants with good reviews and menus that will satisfy my crew. I put all of this in my notes app on my phone so it's handy to find. I try to find restaurants around the places we're planning to visit, our hotel, just things that places I know we're going to be. So when we get hungry, it's easy to just lead the way to a good meal. Nothing is worse than hangry people on vacation, which leads me to my next guideline. I swear by keep everyone fed and rested. Number four, nothing. And I mean, nothing will ruin a vacation quicker than a hungry, sleepy person, be it an adult or a child. The thing is with this as well, it will change with your kid's age. So when my kids were little, they were up at the crack of dawn and we were out the door early with no problem going about our day. 
Now that they're older, they like to sleep and expecting them to do anything before nine, it's just not ideal. I really have to prep them ahead of time if for some reason we have to be up early and doing something. Instead of getting mad or frustrated about this, I just kind of lean into it and I let them know that they need to be ready to go by a certain time while on vacation. On our last trip, 10 a.m. was the magic number and it worked well for everyone. If Cameron and I get up early, which I always wake up early, that's just who I am, we can have some coffee. Sometimes we even grab breakfast before they're even awake and ready to go because we don't have to stop doing things just because they want to sleep. We just, again, we lean into it. By knowing ahead of time when I'm looking and planning things for us to do on our trip that, oh, if something opens at 8 a.m. and you really need to be there early, I kind of weigh in. Is this really something we want to do? Because if my teenagers have to be at a place at 8 a.m., that just means they might be grouchier later in the day. So I kind of have to weigh what if it's worth it or not. If we do plan on doing that really early thing, I'd like to make sure we're taking breaks in the hotel room where everyone can just have some downtime just to lay around and do whatever they need to do. I also always travel with snacks. So if someone is hungry before it's time to eat, I have something on hand for them. This is really important. We always have bottled water water with us as well. One of the first things we do when we get to a location is we stop and buy water. We'll buy a giant thing of water, stick it in the back of the car, put it in the hotel room or the Airbnb, wherever we're staying. Um, Having water and snacks on hand is key. When was the last time you visited a Disney park? For many adults, it's been a really long time. I would love to help you fix that situation. As a travel agent specializing in Disney, my job is to make sure your vacation can go as seamless as possible. All of my services are complimentary to my clients. Yes, you heard that right. I'm free to you. These services include helping you from the start finding the perfect resort to fit your needs, handling all the bookings and reservations, helping to teach you about the parks, because if it's been a while, man, have they changed. I have insider tips and tricks I share with all of my clients, and I will be your single point of contact throughout your entire trip, even while you are there. Don't wait another year to visit a Disney park or go on a Disney cruise. Let this be the year you finally go. Email me at jenny at to get the conversation started or see the link in the show notes to fill out my quote form. All listeners that book a trip with me will receive a $20 gift card to use on their trip. Just make sure you say you heard this on the podcast. Okay, now back to the show. My next guideline, number five, is remember everyone has a bad day, even when you're on vacation. This is hard, especially for parents. Trust me, I know. One thing I promised myself I would never say on vacation is, do you know how much we paid for this? (laughs) Expecting kids to be constantly happy on vacation is just a recipe for disaster. On travel days, they're going to be tired, so try not to plan lots of extra activities on those days. Or if you are planning them, try to get back to the room early before the meltdowns happen. Bad days are normal, and we can't control when we have them, and neither can our kids. So when someone's having a bad day, I just kind of let them have it. Or I try to find something that I know they will enjoy, like stopping for ice cream somewhere that wasn't planned. 
There's no need to shame someone for waking up on the wrong side of the bed. It happens to all of us, and sometimes we just can't control when that is. My number six guideline is finding something for everyone on the trip. This is so, so important to me. With five people in our family who mostly all have different likes, this can be tricky. So when planning our trips, I try to find something for everyone. So while we might go to a baseball game one evening that some of us enjoy, then maybe we'll hop over the next day to the Chess Hall of Fame for our non-baseball lover in the family. This literally happened on our last trip. I like to find that one thing that each person will really enjoy when we're traveling somewhere new, especially so when we go there and when we talk about our trip ahead of time, they know that we are going there for them. And that's, that's just a special feeling. And so if we're doing a bunch of things that one person likes, you know, it just happens to end up that way with that one person knowing that we're going to go do something that they're going to enjoy either later in the trip or at the beginning of the trip, it just really helps the flow of the vacation. And the funny thing is, is we almost always have fun in the places that we least expect to have fun. My number seven guideline, step back, take a breath and be thankful. This is for me on our trips. When I'm feeling overwhelmed or annoyed, I remind myself to just take a deep breath, step back, and just enjoy the moment. While I don't believe the whole saying, we only have 18 summers with our kids, I do believe that the time we have with our kids is so special and it's fleeting. No one is guaranteed anything, so the time I do have with them, especially on vacation, I want to enjoy, no matter the circumstance. And my biggest guideline slash rule that I follow while traveling with my family is this trip is for me and Cameron, my husband. I know this might sound crazy, but hear me out. I traveled a lot as a kid. And if I'm being honest, I can only remember very few vacations. And even those, I have vague memories of them. It's mostly pictures or stories that trigger the memories. On the other hand, I remember every single vacation as an adult very clearly. Kids will grow into an adult and they will go on their own adventures with their families or just on their own or with their friends. And that's what they're going to remember. That's okay. And it's kind of how it's supposed to be. We are traveling for us. So we have these memories with our kids forever wrapped in our hearts. When people say my kids are too young to travel or they won't remember that, I just want to hold their hands and look at them and say, you're right. They won't remember, but you will. You will remember these moments for the rest of your life. And isn't that worth it? I love hearing other families and how they travel and just kind of their rules, guidelines, mottos that they go by. I think it's so great to kind of learn from other people and you never know, like something that works for somebody else might work really well for you. So I was on Instagram and I asked people to send me over their tips, tricks, guidelines, mottos, whatever it is for when you are traveling as a family. And I got some great responses that I would love to share. The first one is when someone in our group is bringing everyone down, we always play try not to laugh, no matter where we are. This usually helps unite us all and laughing really is the best medicine. I love this tip. My family, we love to play try not to laugh. It's really silly and goofy. And I think this is a really great tip. Um, And it, like you said, 
Flapping really is the best medicine. It should bring everyone's mood in the group up. The next one is my biggest tip is to make a packing list before you leave. This way you don't have to worry about not having that one thing you really need. I find this is especially important when traveling with kids. Yes, packing lists are a must. I swear by packing lists. They are, they are my best friend when I am packing for our family. And kind of along the same lines, this other one says, I have my kids pick two things that they have to have with them on the trip, allowing them to have some ownership in packing and bringing two things that brings them joy works well for us. I love this idea. I really did this a lot when my kids were younger is I would kind of be like, what is the one thing you really want to take on this trip? Since we always pack in carry-ons, there's just not usually enough space for them to bring multiple things. Um, But yeah, this is such a great tip. Now, as my kids are teenagers, their number one thing is definitely their phones. Now, this one is a Disney-specific related tip. We are from up north, and when traveling to Disney, I make sure to always have cool towels and fans. Nothing makes kids or adults crankier than being hot. I 100% agree, and being from Texas, I can attest. No one is happy when they're too hot. The last one is from one of my closest friends, and she says, We all say we go into family flexibility mode. Whatever happens, happens. We roll with it, we laugh at things that go off plan, and it just makes it so much more fun. It gives the vacation a flow. This is really great advice, and um, I highly agree with it. We kind of try to do the same thing. Sometimes you just have to laugh when things don't go as planned. I hope this episode helped you. Um, I hope it helps you make your own guidelines for your own family traveling adventures. Thank you for listening today. I really appreciate you spending your time over here with us, and I hope this was just what you needed to hear today. I'm always looking for new guests for the podcast, so if you are traveling to any Disney park or cruise, see the show notes for more information about being on the show. Visit the show all around the web at DisneyTravelTales.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook at DisneyTravelTales. See pictures from the guests on their vacations. Plus, this is just a great way to stay up to date with all things related to the podcast and Disney travel in general. Join me next week with a brand new episode. So until then, this is Jenny, and may all your Disney travel dreams become a reality. Bye.